0: Welcome to the MMA Roadshow, episode number 393. My name is John Morgan and Cold Coffee is with me in this incredibly weird week of mixed martial arts. There is – I'm not going to say no major mixed martial arts because I will be on the mic at CFFC this weekend. But, dude, we don't get these very often. No UFC, no Bellator, no one championship, no PFL. I mean, it's kind of a, a laid-back week. I guess this is our off season.
1: Yes. I was going <laughs> to say uh, another thing you could put no – No tears are being shed by me about this weekend not having any fights. (laughs) It's just a wild one, man. I mean,
0: like I said, I'm an idiot and I'm still going to be working and I'm going to tell everybody about that card and I hope they will tune in on Saturday night and check out CFFC.
1: I mean, I will put it on because, I mean, especially if there's nothing else going on, you know, like why not? I mean, it's still better than, you know, watching a rerun of some other whack show or something like you could watch college ball during the day and then watch fights later on or something.
0: It's just weird that there's nothing Nothing. – it was
1: everything last weekend and nothing this yeah. weekend. It's kind of What's well. nice, because I'm off today. I'm off tomorrow. I'm off, that. That. I'm off the day after Look that. and off the day after that. Look at that. And then I think the day after
0: that. That's amazing. So it's yeah, like a little so mini it's vacation. It's like a little mini
1: staycation. So, yeah, I'm going to get some get some steps in, go uh, get some work on my little suntan. Of course, it's the end of summer and the end of the year. but uh,
0: All right, can we just point something out, by the way? Getting your steps in and getting your <laughs> suntan. Can we tell everybody where that's happening Because because for years, for years, cold coffee always busting my chops, talking about how I live way out there where the zombies are. It's true. How I'm out there in the middle of the desert. It's true. How I'm so far away from society. I mean just busting my chops. And I was always telling them, Bro, I love my neighborhood. I think I think you would like this area, man. It's a nice area. And you were just going at me all the time. And now, who's using my neighborhood amenities? (laughs) Cold coffee. I'm, bu- I'm, bu- I'm still looking for the zombies out there. I'm I, sure they're out I'm there. I'm about to tell the homeowners association <laughs> to start sending you a bill over here, man, because you're over there using my park all the time. Well,
1: t- to be fair, your park, your, your your housing's on the other side of uh what is that? That whatever street. I don't want to say what street it is because I just thought about. It. I was like, I shouldn't eh, put it in your. street It's Mount Edge. It's okay. You know? I don't. Mind. I don't. Mind. Uh, but no, I mean, I mean, it is a nice city park, you know. But it is uh it's beautiful out there. I mean, it's that the ball fields that they have yeah. are like legit, like super, super nice. Yeah. They're the nicest ball fields I've heard, those, I've seen. Those in are Vegas. only like
0: a year or two old, maybe. The baseball like fields the grass, are on, like, and like just,
1: legit grass. I'm, I'm like, what a waste. But I I'm know. like, how nice is it? Like Sweet when I was nice. out there walking uh, on Saturday, there were like r- one game after another, after another was going in, and I was like, man, if I was a kid and lived here, this would be the perfect place. Yeah. To where you could play like all year round if you're trying to play baseball. Because I grew up
0: playing baseball, but I grew up on kind of the the rough fields, you know what I mean? Where like the all dirt in fields and and the grass was all dirt. The grass was like,
1: you didn't, it wasn't like it was like one type of grass. It was like grass and weeds and whatever grew up in the area or something. But uh, dude, it's super nice. But yeah, I mean, that park out there is really, really nice. So yeah, I've been going out there looking for the zombies. (laughs)
0: Uh, <laughs> but props on you, man. I, I, I'm busting your chops a little bit for using the park, but I need to use the park more. But you talking, should be. You're, you're talking about. I mean, yeah, it, it is literally footsteps from my house. Like, I can literally there. walk to. It <laughs> is funny because there. I have walked that trail. I think that the trail's like what, like a two and a half mile loop, and you're putting in like five miles or something. Yeah, like
1: like the, if you go if you start on the one and you walk through the trail and then walk around the park and then go back to like the start. Yeah, yeah. it would be easily probably two two and a half miles because one one pass on the the trail itself that kind of goes in and out is 1.26 miles. And then if you take that and then walk around – uh, the other part of the park, which is really really cool, has like some like different equipment, weight equipment that you yeah, can yeah. use, and then a bunch of cool stuff for kids. That's like another half mile sort of loop, and then when you walk down the street to combine it to where it starts, it is legit about like a two mile loop or something.
0: It's not, and it's like you said, it's, it's kind of cool because it's like through the desert, so you get a little bit of the scenics it's of the mountains and stuff pretty. like that. But then it comes back around through a park or whatever. Yeah, but cause there's a
1: whole part of it that's not developed on the side. You can see where some of the houses like across from your neighborhood. You could see like those other new houses that sort of popped up and I'm sure eventually others, but you still have like at certain points, a clear view to the mountains and stuff.
0: It's nice. So it's super, That's super cool, nice. Man. It's a nice thing about living in Vegas. There are during the summertime. I, look, I still like to champion Vegas. I know it's not as cheap as it used to be for people oh, to, be, God, it's but ridiculous. it's it's expensive now. But it's still yeah. as a place <laughs> to live. We still like
1: it though. We still <laughs> like it.
0: I'm, hey, I'm locked in on a mortgage, bro. I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. But I still recommend it for people. But it's stuff like that, man. A lot of the public amenities and stuff they try to do a good job. Of, yeah. Of, of, of keeping them. So. I mean, but special- props to you, bro. You out there doing five miles? I just want to give you props for <laughs> Well,
1: that. I appreciate. It's funny because a lot of people, you know, it's one thing, too, if you live here. I mean, because everybody's always like, what is there to do that you don't spend money? Well, it just kind of depends on what you want. I mean, like if you're trying to get out in nature, there is some to get here where you don't have to go far out. But I can see where some are think might think like, oh, this is not very exciting or whatever. But there are different hiking trails. I'm going to hope to see some of them. Uh, I'm going to try a, a new one that old fiasco suggested uh, for tomorrow to try to get some steps in out there. But. I mean it's it is and now this time of year this is this is getting the time of year that we always tell everybody once it gets in October, so I mean it's still nice and warm outside, but it's bearable. Yeah. You know, it's like I think when it was earlier when I got out to the trails, it was like eighty something and that feels fantastic. But you got sun out and it's just beautiful. Um so yeah, I mean no, it's great. So on these days off when we don't have to do any sort of fights there's nothing that we're pressing, I'm not skipping a media day or whatever to be able to get out in the sun and uh, just enjoy this. It's great. And it's just like last week when everybody we, everybody was freaking out because they couldn't be at the apex to, to not have fights, you know, that we have to and just be able to look at stuff. I'm, I miss whole seasons of other sports. Like, all of a sudden, it's just like a playoff. Like, college football already is oh, like a yeah. week, like, what, four or five now? Yep. And it's just like – what happened? I, I haven't mean,
0: I've watched like one game. If if a, if it's a season of anything that takes place on Saturday, I ain't watching it's, it. I don't I, it. I don't know anything and about it. Sucks cause I I anything about it sucks cuz I love college
1: ball. I love college ball. I like college football more than professional football. It's just I think part of that too is cuz I used to work in college sports and I think just the drive of the athlete trying to do it there they're literally laying everything out there, trying to make that play that they know will live on in college lore forever. You know, you see great, wonderful plays in the NFL all the time, and then it's forgotten like the next weekend. Right. You see something that happens usually in the college level, and it's such a big deal. That shit lives on forever, and that school just boasts it forever and ever.
0: What about the? the I was gonna say, does the fan base do it for you too? Because it's, it's a different thing, oh, yeah, right? You know what totally I mean? Like different. the.
1: And what's neat, too, is I mean, I guess part of it being uh, from when I used to work at Ohio State, I loved our fans and I loved being like on the ground and seeing the students and let let alone uh, the adults and all the fans that went there got so into it that they were just die hard that it's hard to not get. It's kind of like what we say about the UFC when you go to watch the events. It's hard to not get caught up into the atmosphere and have that elevate the experience as well. So it's one you're watching. uh the 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 action on the field but then when you're getting caught up and seeing everybody get so excited about the plays the anticipation that it just amplifies it all and it just makes it so much fun but yeah I feel like in the college level sports that's more so I mean not saying that you don't have your crazy fanatics in the professional sports but it just feels more honest and real when it's like at a collegiate because if somebody's a it's easy to be a professional sports fan. It's, it's a little bit more of a diehard. I think when you're, you're able to say, I follow this college sports yeah, team, yeah. they're not even getting paid, you know, and I'm like, I'm diehard this, you know, you're extra hardcore if you're a big, you know, college sport and everybody's got their teams, man. And it's like, I have my, college, my pro teams that I love, but I'll ride or die Ohio State till the day I die. you know, of like If I had to pick a team to put on, you know, my gravestone, it certainly isn't going to be the Browns as much as I like the Browns. It's going to be the fucking Blacko Buckeyes, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So uh, yeah. but yeah. all I'm, right.
0: So while you're out there being healthy and enjoying your days <laughs> off, I'm kind of dragging ass a little bit this morning. I'm a little bit tired because I stayed up a little bit too late last night. Yeah. I, sleep is important. Sleep is important. You you hear all the experts talk about it, man. And I'll tell you, when I do actually prioritize my sleep, I feel a million percent better. Yeah. But last night, I I, I stayed up a little bit too late uh, because I thought I could get done with a series that I've been binging on. But I found out as when I went to bed around two o'clock in the morning, there were still like two more episodes to go. Okay. And uh, and so I was like, I I just got to go to bed. Uh, that sucks I, when you're so close. Yeah, I, I got two you, episodes you left, but I can't. Night. I can't stay up past <laughs> two a.m. Uh, I was like, I gotta get some sleep because I gotta work tomorrow. But I'm kind of, I'm kind of ashamed of it, but. Uh, I'm 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 deep into this this uh, Dahmer thing, man. This everybody's been raving about. Um, I haven't watched it yet, but everybody was like Scott McCraight was one. I, bl- I believe in our last uh, weigh in chat because uh, you know over at the underground when we do a oh, weigh in video, you? we talk to people. We oh, inter- do we interact with people. It's a community, <laughs> you know. We're chatting it up. We're hanging out. We're talking about some fight picks. And Scott McCraight said like it's creepy as hell, uh, but it's good. And that, that is so I I gave it a shot. And I'm telling you right now, it is, an, it, it is a show that you sure as hell don't want to watch around kids, that's for sure. I made sure Eli yeah. is all in bed before that. I, I, I haven't even watched any of the episodes around my wife. I've just been watching it all myself, and I think I feel better that way. It's a creepy-ass show, and I feel kind of guilty about watching it. But, dude, I think I, I, I remember the name Dahmer when I was you know a kid, but I think yeah. I was too young to really, A, remember the details, or B, to like, care maybe that much at that age that dude is a straight up whack job and the story is insane and i've heard some people say it's not exactly the right story but it i mean based on historical evidence uh but again it's almost like i feel guilty watching it but it's 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 bizarrely gripping and the dude that plays it yeah, he's a good he's a good actor. Oh my God, that dude is like straight up like like it's it's crazy that that dude is actually a normal human being in his <laughs> in his real life. So yeah, uh, I'll get you know I, I know you got a lot of things going over here at the Costa Cold Coffee. There's you know not you know and, and, and you know you're in the middle of training camp, bro. So you're always putting in these hours. You're out here doing you know ultra marathons in the park and stuff like that. So I don't know if you watch TV anymore, but I'm gonna go ahead and say. Even though I feel a little guilty bit about it, and even though it's incredibly bizarre, and you might just want to watch it by yourself, and not with a loved one, and definitely not with the kids, uh, the show's kind of, it's pulled me in.
1: Yeah, what's crazy is uh, a lot of the kids, especially, I mean, Dahmer was beaten to death in 1994 while he was in prison. All these... It's 2022, a lot of these kids that are all big social media, I know what's going on in the world, I'm so with it, have no clue who the fuck Dahmer was and what he did and, like, how grossed out and how just mind-blown that we were when that shit happened. You know, like, so he, so let's see, he was apprehended in 92, so that was the year I graduated high school.
0: So I was 14 at the time, so that's kind of that blissfully unaware yeah, of it. Yeah, I mean, you were still like, like ah, I heard the name, but not really like paying, paying attention, attention to it or
1: whatever. And uh, yeah, I remember it was just so, it was so bizarre. But to think that uh, it, I guess I, it would be silly to not think that they would revisit that story. They've done it to everybody. Jack right. the Ripper, um, Ted Bundy, all the crazy fucking shit that you're just like, I can't believe this existed. And then we're able to look back when time is sort of, put a little bit of time between it so then you can look back at it and maybe not be so like, no, we can't talk about that right now. Right. We can't talk about it right now. But yeah, it's, there's something freakishly about a uh, pure evil like that, that Ooh. we're able to look back at some point and then almost be entertained by the fact because enough time has passed and a lot of people don't remember what it felt like at that time that they can separate the fiction or the the representation that they're seeing on TV yeah. separate from what they remember but reading in the papers and seeing on the news. But it's so
0: weird cuz like you say the word entertain and, like I don't feel like I'm entertained. Yeah. Uh, but I, I like I feel like i but I can't it's like a train wreck. Like yeah. I can't turn away from it, dude. I'm like, "Oh, like yeah. I shouldn't be watching this, but I, I can't turn You're it You're definitely
1: off. not the first person. I've heard multiple people talk about it like they're like, "Dude, why are we why am I enjoying watching yeah, this why so I much?" watch this it's like so turn it bizarre. off. But but think about it. Didn't Dexter kind of give you the same shit? But this is what's different about this is that this was real life. Dexter was so bizarre. He was a serial killer yeah. that was just that would mutilate, cut up his victims. But
0: Dexter had that all the the that, that angle that it was always for good. All right? bad guys. He was all, but still, you, you know you're, what I mean? Like, and, the rooting, bad guys. and
1: rooting for a serial killer that <laughs> mutilated his yeah, victims. Uh, I mean, he's got good no reason. Like that dude
0: was a jackass, yeah. man. You know what I mean? He beat his woman, you know. <laughs>
1: It's so, it's so bizarre, but you're right. I mean, like I, I've, I thought about watching, him, but I was like, man, I need to get in the right mindset, but I haven't, I haven't pulled it up, but yeah, I still, I still vividly remember what it was like when, when they caught him. And I remember, uh, it was just crazy Kind of like him and like, uh, when was Unabomber Unabomber couldn't have been much after this or right around that same time. Cause I remember I felt like at the time when we were kids, I was like, I was like, yeah, why are there so, many, like, psychos yeah, are there the so many psychos like just doing crazy shit? Um, but yeah, Dahmer was Dahmer was fucking
0: gnarly, man. It's crazy. So I'm blaming Scott McCrae for this. It, <laughs> it is, it is a. Uh, it, but it's bizarrely enthralling. I won't say entertaining. Like every time
1: I open up Netflix, it's the first it's right thing there. it says, and it says it's the top. It's the number one thing. So you're not alone. Like everybody's watching it.
0: Oh man! All right. so this past weekend, you talked about we watch people
1: up. get beat up for a living. So I mean, are we really? I mean,
0: dude, this dude is a this, whack job. Like probably. it's terrible. It's absolutely. Ter- oh, ah, yeah. I don't even want to go into it. It's terrible. Uh, Listen, <laughs> this, this past weekend, so uh, you mentioned it, man. It was kind of funny, right? Like I was the one that was not complaining about not being able to go to the Apex because of that. I got to go check out the event at MGM Grand Garden Arena, the Shaquille O'Neal Foundation. $3.5 million raised for charity at this event, which is wow. pretty cool. And They're actually building a big Boys and Girls Club facility here in Las Vegas with the money. Shaq, man, to his credit. Dude, it was really cool to see Shaquille O'Neal work in the room and, and going and talking to all the VIPs and, and just handling business, and he never uh, helping to raise money. Up. He
1: never showed up to the uh, uh, Apex. Oh, like it definitely did. didn't have anything to do with that. It
0: definitely <laughs> didn't have anything to do with that. That was a, that was a Zuckerberg only, but <laughs> – uh yeah it was it was wild but it was it was a fun night and it was cool to see all john, that money raised john, i'm glad you came uh, dude <laughs> he, was, he was he was thrilled to see me there it really is like now the night is complete big <laughs> com- yeah.
1: john morgan come have a drink with me <laughs>
0: too funny man uh but dude so check this out so like i said three and a half million dollars raised you know a lot of it like people were buying tables of course and then of course they did they did a live auction and uh two different guys paid a hundred and forty thousand dollars a piece to play horse with Shaquille O'Neal. Holy shit. Yep. To play. Shaq is like, you can come to my house. I'll come to your house. Wherever you want to do it. Jesus we'll play a game Christ. together. We'll hang out. And it got into like a bidding war. And I think it got up to like 150. Do you know what they do? Uh, no, I had no idea who these people were. I mean, so, it, I mean. That's ball. There was some clear money. <laughs> uh, yeah, when you can drop 140 G's on, pay, on playing horse with Shaq. Even,
1: yeah. well, so it was cool. So, I mean, it's so- one thing. They're like, oh, it's charity. It's charity. But, bro, you're. Paying still a lot of money yeah, it's a tax write off it's yeah. charity
0: but it was funny because they got to like you know they were going back and forth like it, it, it started i think it was at like 60 and it was going to like stop at 60 and then like another dude was like it was like going once going twice the dude was like all right 70,000 it was like 80
1: 90 who was doing 100. the uh uh the like auction it was a the d- auctioner they guy. brought
0: a dude from sotheby's to do it man okay. they brought like this english dude from sotheby's so he was like like it was ready to be done and then they got into it and they got up to it and it was like 140 and finally, the the one dude was like 150, and the other guy's like, "All right, that's it, I'm out." And Shaq was like, "Hold on, let's do this, let's do this." Instead of you paying 150 since you guys were, let's do each of you at 140, and we'll do two of them. And they were like, "All right." So it was so right there, it just doubled it wow. to 280. They, what they were was bidding Shaq's on one when, when they were doing it. Oh, uh, he was he was trying. He was like he was enjoying it, yeah. man. Yeah, they're bidding over a chance to hang that's out cool. with him. So Jesus. yeah, it was crazy. But three and a half million dollars raised, and to, to Shaq's credit and he said it in the interview if you heard it last week but he said it again he was like that go anything we race tonight Plus, what I throw in goes out. Like, we don't, there's no administrative fee. You know, he, you hear a lot of that sometimes, like charities, yeah. and oh, 20% true. of it's gone or, or or even more. You know, you yeah. hear about, it. he's like, no, if the money's raised, it goes straight to the cause. There's no like administrative fees or this pays salaries, whatever, it goes straight to, to charity. So, yeah, it's I cool. check out,
1: there's a, there's a place called, I think it's called Charity Navigator. There's like a, f- a few different sites. That's one of the ones that I'll go, like, and it rates charities and it usually breaks it down to like, what their overhead is because right. so many – it's hard. You get that – there's that immediate rush of your heart when somebody's like, please give to this. And you're like, okay, that sounds great. Yeah. There's a lot of times if you do a little research, some are better than others in terms of how much of that money actually goes to what you want to donate to. Yeah, like, to. oh,
0: like, it turns out like only 72 cents on the dollar goes – Yeah. To, which, which is still not bad, it's, but it's, it's like – It's
1: better than nothing, but, you know, there's better ones that are usually – So, yeah, I mean – I, I would suggest to anybody that wants to give or whatever just research the place and make sure it's getting the best value yeah. or whatever so that you know doing but but dude so that's crazy so just out of two games of horse you got
0: Two hundred eighty thousand. Two hundred eighty thousand. Not crazy. That's ridiculous. Yeah, it was pretty. It was it was pretty wild to see the amount of money. That was that was, the biggest thing that you remember? It was. Yeah, there was a bunch of other stuff. There was like a trip to Africa that went for like seventy thousand. There was one that was kind of. good. I didn't think. I mean, that look,
1: sounds so much better than a game with Shaq.
0: Right. I know. Like, for half. The like cost. a week long safari to Africa. There was one that was <laughs> pretty ridiculous. wild. I, I was actually telling my wife, and it's weird to say this. I'm like, that's actually kind of a good deal. But I mean, good deal. But it was uh it was a vacation to mexico i can't remember what city it was like cabo or something but it was for 20 people and it was two private villas with like a private chef for the week and all that and it only went for like 60 grand i was like 20 people that's three grand a piece now not that that's cheap but a private villa in Mexico, you got a private chef yeah. to help prepare meals for you. I mean, I don't know if I could get twenty people together that I'd want to go on vacation with. Like that right. might be a problem. <laughs> but, if, but if you're
1: a company and you're like you're like small, oh, like back yeah. in the day when the UFC was super super tight and small, they could have just been like, "Yep, we'll do that."
0: There we go. So <laughs> well.
1: and we'll, and throwing that Africa and throwing up a game of basketball
0: as well. <laughs> <laughs> just do it all. We'll do it all. <laughs> yeah, pretty cool. It was it was neat to see, man. It was neat to be a, a yeah, part. Cool. I, never How was seen. the concert? Concert was good, you know. Everybody came out, and played about a half an hour. Boy, I tell oh, you, oh, that's what. good. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, Maroon Five, uh, Pitbull. How they sound? Pitbull opened it up. Maroon Five was good, you know. If it, yeah. it, it, it was kind of at first, I was like, it sounded a little rough, right at first. I was yeah. like, ooh, he's hurting right now. You know, he's in the think, news. I don't think he's don't in don't the know. news for some bad things. Yeah, well, bad and I don't, things,
1: too, I don't think they too. I don't think I don't know if they played or did anything because a lot of times a, a band come out for yeah. the tour, like if they have not yeah, toured, yeah, yeah. and then they get together for these charity things, yep. and then you're getting the pre-tour version
0: or the uh, Hey, We have whatever. a Toured version. Nah, they sounded sound pretty good, man. At, at first, I thought I thought like the first song sounded a little rough, and I was like, uh-oh, is he hurting? Because, you know, his name's been kind of drugged through the mud lately. But, What's he been doing? Uh, so apparently uh, a lot of uh, – I'm Googling. W- right. you, haven't, you haven't heard the story? So a no. lot of women have come out and said that he – was like DMing them stuff like while his wife was pregnant and uh, yeah, man, pretty she's kinda, pretty too. Yeah. yeah. So I, I don't know the whole details of it. That's just that's just basically what I know is that he was sending some uh, illicit emails and perhaps even having well, a shame on you Adam while his wife was uh, pregnant. His, wow, she's pregnant. But Jeez. I'll tell you who I saw for the very first time, who I, I did not was not aware of the music and I'm just gonna go ahead and give I mean I granted I only saw half an hour but now I want to know more, uh, and, and 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 granted, as I say this, I just know how old I'm sounding right now. But have you seen this artist? Her. Uh, I've heard a bit. I've heard I've heard the name too, yeah. right? But I didn't know I didn't know. Yeah, I've heard the name. This girl is awesome, man. She she came out, and she's lead guitar and lead singing and Ooh. and rocking, dude. Like playing some good stuff, man. I mean, beautiful voice, shredding on the guitar, and then at one point. Goes and sits down on the drum kit, man, and starts rocking out on the drum kit and playing drums while she's singing lead vocals and stuff, too. So if you haven't checked out her, that was the first time I had seen the music. Very good, man. And she was, like, super, super talented. So uh, pretty cool stuff. Oh, yeah.
1: Well, I recognize some of these song names. I don't think I've ever seen her perform, but she I did recognize like some, some of the songs. She things. did like a
0: Lenny Kravitz cover. Yeah. I mean, she was she was Very fun. Cool. She was fun. I definitely enjoyed it. So it was good. It was good. It was good. Uh, all right, listen. With, uh, there is some MMA to talk about. What's the, what's, the, what's 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 what the, else is going what on? What else is going on in the world? Let's <laughs> talk about. it. How about these elections in Brazil, man? Are man. You,
1: <laughs> what about that 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 new part ruling party over in Italy, man? What's man, going on? Are you with that? believing
0: man. that? How about that? Did you hear the Queen died? Uh. No. <laughs> how about uh, how about Wonder and Kevin Holland ending his lengthy retirement. I know, Ugh. I know you would probably reach the point that you felt we're never going to see Kevin Holland fight again. But no, it turns man. out th- the retirement is over. Uh, he's facing Wonder Boy. And uh, w- 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 what's, what's your taking is because I, I, I think, much better matchup than his last fight. There man. you go. I, I like the matchmaking. I like the <laughs> much matchmaking. Much better fight. I like much the better fight.
1: Yeah, I mean this this would be great. I mean, I mean this. What I think we always love about Kevin is we like his striking. We like to see him in there with strikers, and he's gonna get that, you know. And it's crazy because he'll be the dude that if there's gonna be somebody trying to initiate a takedown in this fight, it's gonna be Kevin, right? As opposed right? to somebody else. Uh, no, I think it's. I think it's great. I just hope the ring rest hasn't uh, really settled in. You know, from his his last fight, it was so long. From ago. his
0: lengthy. I mean, when you walk away that long,
1: <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm not sure if his gloves have dried yet. <laughs> Um, no, it's, it's gonna be good. I mean, and boy, uh, that's gonna be like a fun, wholesome, like, fight card week. I mean, like, it's it's gonna be nothing but like good things being said by their opponents. You know, there's not gonna be a whole bunch of, uh, shit talking that week unless Kevin's just having fun because I've never heard, uh, you know, Steven ever go in on somebody, especially like even in anger. I've never seen the dude even get mad. No, and, and it's be a pretty wholesome fight week. I guess, Yeah,
0: <laughs> for a Holland, I think if, with a guy like Wonderboy, I think it'd be like 10 memes where maybe the worst he is calling him like Big Bird or something. You know what I yeah. mean? Where it's like something's. It's he'll, just fi- silly. he'll try
1: to poke him and get under his. He'll probably say something about Mr. Miyagi, where's your Miyagi or something. And I'll probably go Karate Kid <laughs> on him and just find something to tease him in, in some sort of fun way. But no, I mean, I, as in terms of the fight, I like the fight because, I mean, uh, Every time we see a fighter that gives, one, an opportunity for Wonderboy to kind of do what he does, which is what Kevin's going to do, but it also allows Kevin to get back. And Kevin, I think, after that last fight needs a confidence booster. Um, Yeah. As much as as that might sound weird to try to say, you know, yo, you didn't lose anything. You fought the guy that nobody wants to fight, you know, which is true. But, I mean, he completely just got manhandled in there. It'd be hard to not – doubt the growth that you had been putting in that work after that performance. Cause there was, it got to a point where it felt it seemed like he, there was nothing he could do. He, he held off for as long as he could, but it was inevitable. Yep. And this is a guy that we'd seen, you know, do crazy amazing things off his back and other shit. It just, he had no answer and that's what we've seen over and over again in there, you know, and it was just sort of crazy to see it. So it's gotta, you gotta think that that had to do something to his, uh, Mentality. I mean, it was enough to drive him to retire.
0: <laughs> yeah, and you know, I. I mean, I, I quote think retire. Think I was going to say, yeah, quote whatever. retire. Like, I don't think. I don't think many people. That this was very much a uh, thanks for the cheese retirement. Like, yeah. there's no way you're done. We know you're coming back, but it would not have shocked me to see him take a little bit of time off. I think I'm kind of glad he's getting back in quickly and try to. But you know, December's relatively quick. You know what yeah. I mean? And and try to put this behind him. Um, because it was kind of wild even Dana kind of mentioned that, right? in the in the when we asked him about it in the press conference, like, yeah, well, you know, you lose a fight like that. it does some <laughs> things to you, and it makes you question where you are. It makes you question where you stand. and how could it not? It, it has to, man. like that was, and so I think stylistically, this is like the perfect fight, right? because like Wonder boy is not shooting in on you regardless i I, ca- I cannot yeah. imagine. and listen. So it's it's a a pretty big fight for Wonderboy as well, man. Wonderboy, he turns 40 in February, man. And he's lost back-to-back fights to Bilal Muhammad and and Gilbert Burns, who obviously are top contenders right now. But I think this is one of those kind of telling moments for Wonderboy as well. Because – I'll be honest with you, I kind of get surprised every time I look up and I see, like, wait, he's still number seven in the rankings right now? Like, that's crazy. That is kind of crazy. It's been, you know, just because he doesn't fight real frequently, um, you know, he hasn't had a win in a couple years because he had the setback. But, again, the setbacks were to Burns and Muhammad, who are right up there at the top. But I think this is going to be one of those moments for Wonderboy where – we find out, I guess, kind of what he's got left in the tank, like how much further he wants to go. Because if, if Kevin Holland comes in and, and uh, I don't want to say handles him, but, yeah, maybe, you know, and if he's able to shut him down, if he's able to, 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 to dominate the performance, I think at 40 years old, Wonderboy's got to start thinking about, is my time in the sport done, you know? It's hard to not think. I
1: mean, like, the fact that he's been able to do it is a testament to how good shape he is in, and I think – not taking a lot of damage and i mean but yeah i mean when you look at that age i mean like that's well beyond when most people step away from the sport you know so good on him but um i would think that this this is the kind of fight that he wants one that's still a guy that he just fought a huge high profile fight a guy that's always kind of been bouncing around the top of the division so i mean it definitely shows that you know wonder boy's still there at the top but if I was Wonder Boy and looking at kind of thing, I would want to make sure that these last fights are the same sort of deal. Like, don't don't give him a grinder. That's a a a, a guy that's no you know known for his takedown. Not when you know that the you know. I mean, let's be real. I mean, I I love Wonder Boy, but Wonder Boy is not going to get the title ever at this point. Unfortunately, you know. Uh, so I'd rather he have the fights that he wants to to stick around for a little bit longer and do what he needs to do. I mean, this is the, this is that kind of fight that I would like to see him. But, you know, unfortunately, like pure strikers, there's not a lot left at the top that are just striking guys. No. Everybody is so well-balanced that pa- that at this point. That pass not there anymore. Yeah, it really, really isn't, you know. Um, but, no, I mean, I think this, I think this fight's going to be great. I mean, I think it'd be good to just kind of see it. I don't – man, I don't know. I think it's – I think normally I would easily – pick Kevin in this one, but I, you know, part of it, you know, and that's why I think I, I overthink it sometimes when you wonder where somebody's head's at, maybe his head will completely be fresh and he won't have any doubts left in his mind after that last performance. Cause he knows that the, the person across the cage from him isn't going to be trying to take him down. He's just going to go in there expecting to have fun, no pressure. Like the, the only pressure happens to the last fight. Um, but if he takes Steven lightly, that could be a mistake as that well because Thompson's still dangerous. But think about Wonderboy. I mean, he we don't see him just one shot drop people. It's a lot of pitter-patter, a lot of shots that build up that gets him the win by the end. I don't think he's going to knock out Kevin. I don't, I don't really. think he has – I don't want to say the power because that, that sounds wrong, but Kevin's tough. Kevin takes like has taken crazy shots. I mean, I would lean towards Holland initially but my only reservation is just where Kevin's head's at. How,
0: how, how serious
1: will he take this one? I mean, is this just a matter of just him wanting to get back in there, shake the ring Ross off after his long retirement? (laughs) Or is he just like,
0: Sneaking some rounds under you, You man.
1: Or, you know, at some point his whole, his whole mind could have changed where he's just like, I've done the title thing. I'm doing whatever. Now I just want to get fun fights. I just want to make some money because maybe the whole idea of stepping away after that last one, it's, change what the sport um, – what he wants to get out of the sport. If it's just about getting in there and getting paid, it doesn't matter if you win or not. That's
0: true. I, I wonder – you know, I've, I've said this story before, but it, 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 it just occurred to me again – I remember, you know, Brian Stan talking about training with John Jones. Yeah. When John Jones would come in, like, still drunk from the night before yeah. and just manhandle him. And and Stan would be like, why am, why am I doing this sport? Like, yeah. like I can't – and I wonder if Holland and Hamzat was kind of one of those moments where you're like, oh, I ain't never going to be – you know what I mean? Yeah. When there's guys like that around, like I'm never gonna be at the top, and and so, but then you realize, hey, I can I can still come back and not be at the top and still make some money. Because he's been to the top, yeah. And he always,
1: well, not always. Other times when he was right there at the top, he failed,
0: right. And this was
1: another instance. How can that not sort of put something in your head to where you're just
0: like okay, I
1: realize my limitations. And yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, there's like, not like- everybody's going to be a champion. But it's
0: hard to deal with that. Like, that's yeah. the psychology of this sport, man, is so yeah. tough. Because, like, you're going out. Like, a lot of people say, oh, well, just hang around because you can take some big paychecks and make some big money or whatever. It's like, yeah, but it sucks to go your ass beat in front of people and to yeah. know that you're in fear. Like, it, this, unlike any other sport where maybe you can stomach losing a game, but, man, our team lost, but I thought I played really good today. This is like you just got your ass beat on national television, you know what yeah. I mean? It's not it's, it's demoralizing.
1: And unless the money's really really good? Yeah. I mean like do you still I mean is it worth it? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean I don't I mean I mean taking that damage over and over and over, you you, you really want it to be worth it, you know, but also, you know, it's, it's those lasting scars that you don't see, that that's the stuff that kind of weighs on them like I mean they'll recover from the bruises on their faces, the bruises on whatever. But, I mean, the bruise, you know, to that ego and Bro, that other sort of stuff. I can only imagine what that really does. But, I mean, especially because a lot of these cats, to do what they need to do, their their mindset is completely different than all of us regular human beings. They're, like, superhuman in the fact that they're, for them, that drive and that entertainment to want to get in there and push and then take those strikes, take those punches. But to do that and actually face real harm – but then, you know, get. You think you're going in there and you're unbeatable, and then have somebody completely just prove you wrong. How so can, that's not how the can case. You not just be like, what have I been? Have I just been misleading myself this whole time? Have I just been crazy? Have these people around me just saying, are they all yes men? Are, are they seeing something that I'm not seeing or something? But uh, who knows? But I like this matchup. This matchup, I mean, is. It's the perfect one because I think it's uh, it's going to be good for both of them. I mean, I'd like to see them both go out there and just sling and bang and just you know. Let's
0: have a high-paced draw, like yeah, <laughs>
1: which would be cool.
0: let's on five great cool. rounds and,
1: ha- and take a draw. You know, uh, <laughs> and then we could just be like don't bring them bo- either one to the presser. They're fine. Just send them <laughs> home. home. Just transport them. We're going home.
0: All right, let's talk about another one that, that that really interests me. Right, this Aspen Lad signing to the PFL, and it interests me in so many. Ways, because first of all, I think Aspen moved to the PFL once we found out that she was no longer with the UFC. I think it was pretty clear that was going to be a pretty easy move for her to make, would be to the PFL. They're snapping up big names right now. I think they love the fact that they can have people that are in world rankings, you know, on their on, on their roster. That you think PFL something. was going
1: to take her over Bellator? You thought that they, they were? She was well, it's no,
0: yeah, a good point. Bellator could have made a play too. Bellator yeah. definitely could have made a play too they were, they've got a really good featherweight. I was going to say that's why I thought they were at least in the
1: running, but. You know, maybe not. Maybe but maybe it wasn't even. I,
0: I think the idea of th- the way that anybody looks at that PF, I mean, it just has to be enticing. You know, like, I can go get a million dollars? Like, yeah. now again, everybody's going to sign up looking for a million and yeah. only one's going to get it, and it might not even be well, the, the new ones.
1: And and the million's just the bonus right. at the end. They're still getting paid a decent way. amount of money along the way. That's what we were always saying about, like, Kayla. Kayla was getting nice money, but then yeah. that was just that, hey, take this nice little bonus check home, you know, I think a lot of people forget about that. They think like, oh, they're just working towards this million dollars. Oh, what, what's going to happen if they don't get it? They win all that time. It's like, well, they're still getting paid. You know,
0: people are people are negotiating yeah. really nice contracts really with the PFL. Um, so it's a good place. But, yeah. All right. So here, so here's the things that interest me about it. First of all, the press release if you if you saw the press release it was very careful not to mention a weight class i was going to say they, they
1: have a catchweight
0: division yeah, this they, <laughs> oh wow look at you it was very careful not to mention a weight class however aspen Ladd did come out and say it's i'm not going to 155 so that leads you to believe it's got to be 45 right yeah. i mean uh, i mean she can't make 35 four times in a year. I'm not I'm not yeah. trying to be disrespectful. I'm not being no. mean when I say that, but she I tells you mean, the cut's we're hard. We've seen it. Okay? She <laughs> we're can't seeing make it. 35 four times a year. Can't she make 45 four times a year? Yes, she I definitely can't. Now, so I, I think it's it's going to be clear that she's going to be poor Now, what a lot of people I'm seeing a lot of people saying, "Yep, they had to bring in some talent for Kayla Harrison to fight." Um, <sighs> Kayla Harrison is not going to if I don't think she's going to be in the tournament. She's told me this. She said, I don't think I'm going to be in the tournament again next year. It just doesn't make sense. Like I've, d- if I win this year, if I win three in a row, like a, you know, she said it's hard to fight four times a year. The way she doesn't cut weight to get to 55, you know, more than a pound or two. So it's not hard for her to, to, to make weight. It's just, it's draining, especially she's a mom now, and she has the schedule and all that. So she doesn't want to fight four times in a year. Yeah. What she wants to do is fight maybe like twice a year, but also have control over the matchmaking so that it's not like she ends up fighting somebody where everybody goes, oh, my God, who's Kayla Harrison fighting again? Why, why are they just giving her these people? But in a season format, in a playoff format, you don't get control over the matchmaking, right? The, the brackets are made for you. So she wants to have like super fights. But I don't believe Aspen Ladd is going to come over and want that super fight because I think she's going to want to go for the million dollars. So I could be wrong in this, but I don't necessarily think Kayla Harrison and Aspen Ladd end up fighting each other next year, if I'm being honest yeah. with you. I mean, one, I'm
1: not excited about it at all. I think Kayla just goes in there and just manhandles yeah. her. Kayla's you know, on unfortunately, a different level right She's a total different them. That's everybody. So but, you know, maybe there's something with that too because <clears> – <throat> I don't know. It's kind of weird. As you were just saying that, I was thinking like, well, man, if she's trying to ask for crazy money, I'm sure she tried to do that before. It didn't work out. She wasn't able to go to the UFC. She wasn't able to go to wherever because the money wasn't working. So she stayed where Bellator is, or stayed at PFL. So if Bellator's not coughing up the money, if the UFC's not coughing up the money, does she think that that's going to change?
0: Well, she had. A, if you remember, if you remember the exact details of it, and some some people might not remember, so I'll lay it out. She had a contract signed with Bellator. Bellator did come out and pay her, and from what I understand, put in some clauses that they thought PFL wouldn't match. You know, because they they have to match it. Yeah. And PFL was like. No, we'll match that. So, from my understanding, and, and Kayla already had a bout agreement signed yeah. to fight Cyborg in Hawaii, and she thought for sure it was yeah. done. And PFL said, "No, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna pay you."
1: But I mean, if that's the case, I mean, if they know that PFL is gonna stay the highest bidder, I don't know why she wouldn't just stay and just keep kicking that money.
0: <sighs> to her, I think it's important to her. From every conversation I've had with her, and um, I'm actually supposed to go out to Florida later this month and go check in with her, but that. Um, that she – it is important to her to walk away as the greatest ever. And if that means she – now, she still wants to get paid for it. Right. But she wants those matchups. Like, she is aggressively pursuing the Cyborg matchup. The newness matchup, I don't know if that will ever happen. And, and, again, it's now we're talking UFC, and that's a whole different ballgame. game. Yeah. But I think she'd at least like to get this Cyborg matchup. I guess
1: I'll ask you this, and then I'll, I'll gauge your reaction. Would you care or would you be upset if you never saw Kayla Harrison fight in the UFC?
0: That's a good question. That's a good question. Yeah, I think I would. I think I would be. I think I would be. But um, it's starting to – gosh, it's so hard because, I mean, with that division especially at 45, there's probably better fighters outside of the UFC. I think I would like it just because the UFC is the most recognized promotion. And I think for a big portion of the fan base, if you're not fighting in the UFC, you don't get the recognition that you deserve. Now, I think that's wrong. There's great fighters everywhere. So I'm torn on that, man. I feel like there's better fighters at featherweight outside the UFC. Well, than see, there and that's already. the thing.
1: Like, I mean, I think that's the case. I think, especially for somebody in our situation, like if I know that the better fight or she's going to get another fight in another organization, I'm cool watching that particular oh, fight. Yeah. Like me personally. I don't care if she ever know, if I don't she never goes to the UFC. I, the
0: only reason I care is because I, I think that she might not get the respect that, that I believe she deserves if she doesn't do the UFC.
1: True. I could see that from, like, the casuals yeah. or people off but the But for me sides. personally,
0: like, dude, I don't – bro, I – I love the fact, the UFC can't put on fights every night, so if Bellator could put off, I hate when they're all on the same damn night, and I right. can't I can't watch them all. But like I love like this one championship being on Friday nights and the Prime Video, and then Saturday I got this, and you know I I, oh, I love it.
1: it. You see, Prime Prime got Thursday night NFL football now.
0: Yeah, yeah. I saw that. I was like,
1: I was like, man, Prime is really making oh, yeah, some man. moves, man. But I don't know. Maybe it's this. Maybe this is weird or whatever. I feel like for so long there was just the chat of like. The chatter of where's Kayla gonna go? She's gonna go here. She's gonna go go here. I think I started getting numb to it. To now, I was at the point where like I don't really even care anymore. Just want to see the biggest fights. I just want to see a good fight. But if I don't see her fight, I don't care almost as much. Well. I would agree with that. There's just so much. Maybe it's just because there's so many fights. There's so much other stuff. There's so many storylines that I think. When you hear the same one, like, "Oh, she's not happy. She's gonna stay here. She's not happy. She's not getting whatever. She's getting paid, whatever." I'm like, "Okay, cool, whatever." There's, yeah. this, there's this other crazy story. I feel like she's, for me, is drifting off into the periphery, and that doesn't mean anything. Like, in terms of like how good of a fighter she is and how dominant she is, I think there's just so many other stories that now that for so long that anticipation of where she's gonna go. Now I've gotten my brain's kind of got tired of it that I don't pay as much attention that now I've found that I don't care anymore. Like, to, like what's next for her. Maybe that's, maybe that happens every time we hear a fighter's name thrown in our face over and over and over at some point, you're just like, bro, there's 500, there's a thousand other fighters that are currently fighting right now. Right. Like you can't give all your energy to just one. So that's why I was asking, like, does it matter? Like if she ever fights UFC, cause honestly, I don't, care i like no, i like her. when I'll, a fight I'll, I'll happens watch her fight. somewhere i'll
0: watch her fight wherever she fights
1: that's why i mean for her if she's getting the money i mean like we i mean pull every media person in the world and if they say that you are one of the greatest in the world it doesn't matter where you're at i agree you know like
0: well you're coming from a true mma fan which realizes that there's quality mma happening everywhere right it's not uh, not the only it's not only in the ufc where quality MMA happens you know what i mean so um that's why
1: it's always when people say do you train ufc it's like bro all right so let me smack yourself after you say that (laughs) so here so
0: here's the other part of this whole aspen lad thing that i find really intriguing right um is that if what we're assuming is that she's going to go do this tournament and she's going to do it at 145 was that not an offer for her to compete at 45 in the UFC? Like, were they? I know
1: that they offered. Well, we heard them say that they offered it, but they always turned it down is what I always remember hearing was that her team and her were like, no. I had her. Because she felt like she was undersized.
0: So maybe this time they didn't come back because she had turned it down before they didn't offer it. Because, hey, you said no before, so... I
1: mean, you got your walking papers. Do you want to work or not work?
0: Yeah. But that's what I'm saying, like... How I just hard do you wanna...
1: stick to your guns if you have nothing to hold on to? So, you maybe,
0: so maybe you're... So, yeah, that... Okay. Because I guess what I was trying to figure out was, was this some kind of indication of what the UFC intends to do at 45. But I, I had forgotten that you're right. In the past, she had said, I don't want to do 45. So maybe they didn't even broach the subject with her this time. Because like, I, I thought behind closed doors, wouldn't you come to Aspen Ladd? Because, again, Dana, Dana could easily throw her under the bus. Yeah. He didn't. He said nice things about her, right? He could right. easily – he didn't. But he did say, but you got to make weight. But So if he's not going to throw her under the bus, then he clearly has some respect for her skills. So couldn't you come to the team and be like, guys – this is this. We're done at 35. It cannot be at 35 anymore. What do you think about 45? And at that point, if they say no, we're not we're not doing 45. We believe we're bantamweight. Then you go, okay. Well, bye, because we don't think you're a bantamweight. Well, I mean, so I wonder if that's what happened, or I wonder if if they didn't even bother. Because what I was wondering is, is this an indication that the UFC is going away from featherweight? If they wouldn't even offer it to her, but I kind of had forgotten that they had tried wonder, to get her think, there before. I
1: wonder if it's just more her. Specifically, because as far as we know, when she's had issues in the past, they were like, "This can't happen again. You right. need to go to 45." And they're like, "Trust me, we'll never fail again. Right. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it. We're gonna make 35." And they said, "Okay, but that's on you. And if you fail, that is it. This could have been that time. This could have been the, the the straw that broke the camel's back, you know." And so, if we're if we're over here like, "Oh man, I bet they could have offered her 45." Like, bro, it probably already happened. And they're yeah. like, "Dude, you need to go 45. Trust me." Give me one more shot, and then she does it again. At that point, you got to be like, "Is it really on you to be like, well, let's give her another shot?" Right. And that forty-five is like, "I told you, and you said that you had it, and then you didn't, and then now you I want us to like, and now you want us to like save you again." You know, we have a whole other roster of of fighters that are that are. You're probably doing right. Our I think you're right.
0: I think you're right. I think this is specific to her, not specific, specific necessarily to, to the featherweight. I mean, not that they're necessarily aggressively hiring featherweights, but they are still booking some featherweight fights. Yeah. But I thought maybe it might be an indicator that, like, dude, we're not adding anybody else to featherweight, like. Which is just...
1: kind of weird. I wonder if they keep 45 around just so that people don't go straight to the other organizations.
0: I feel like the only reason they keep featherweight around is just so that they can have Amanda Nunes as a champ champ.
1: Which me, which makes a you lot of sense You know what I mean? Too. Like uh,
0: a marketing thing.
1: But I mean, if they if they only said like, okay, we're only going to have 115s, 125s, 135s. That excludes a lot of girls that would go elsewhere where I think they were like, they probably think like, well, we can get those ones that can go 35, maybe 45 and keep whatever. Because then, I mean, you're going to start having a whole crop of fighters that just immediately that are coming up are going to start looking at like Bellator, like PFL. If that 45 carat doesn't exist in the UFC, I think it kind of. It doesn't hurt them to keep the division around. Right. All it does is give annoy them when we say, "Hey, what's happening with the 45? When are you gonna fight 45? When's this belt gonna go?" Such you know. It's just such a weird. But day. it is.
0: It is. It is weird. But. I mean, dude, it's so weird. Like you go to the rankings, like the, their rankings page, and it's just like Amanda and nobody else. Yeah, like, it's, it's ridiculous. So bizarre. Even Bellator, by the way, Bellator rankings are down to like six people at 45. Like they don't even have enough to fill out a top ten. So they just do top six. It's weird. <laughs> Do it's, they actually call it the top six? No, it just, it's just—it's just like they—they, because they, I, you know, I, I vote in those. Like I, yeah, vote, yeah. I vote in the USC I vote, but you go to like the Bellator rankings to, vote and there's just—can't you just pick four other people? There's only six people now. They, they just have the people that are in the division that are there. that yeah. That's all there is. It's so weird. So like they don't even have a full 45 division either.
1: Do they have any uh, 35s that used to fight at 45 for them? Maybe could throw them honorary, an awesome throw them back in, there. in
0: there. <laughs> Yeah, and that, that's weird, too, because, like, I know, like, Macy Chesson, who struggles a little bit to get to 35, you know, yeah. in her last camp, you know, uh, her last media day, she was like, oh, I think we should be able to fight back and forth. But I, I do get why, and it, and it would be nice in terms of it would keep the fighters busier, they yeah. could take more. But I get why, like, Dana and the matchmakers don't like that, where it's like, well, what, what impact does this have in your division if you're fighting outside of your division? What does this do for the rankings? What does this do for the hierarchy? How does this move things forward if you're just, like, bouncing up and down? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's I And if you're get gravitating
1: that. towards a 45, like, if you're already heavy knowing that you want to be able to drop down to 45, that's kind of keeping you out of the running of a 35 if you're normally staying higher because mm-hmm. you're already thinking you want to gravitate to the 45. Yep. It maybe lessens the chance of them being able to reach out to you because you're gonna. It's gonna be harder for you to drop that extra 10 pounds because you're thinking like, oh, by the way, I was hoping you'd give me a 45 fight, you know. Yeah. But um, I could see. You know, you would think that would keeping them busy. I mean, if you're getting fighters, you want to get fighters fights. You want to get them in there. You would think having the possibility of them to be able to go between two divisions would leave the matchmakers with their their mouths watering because they're like, hell, we can we can get through these contract deals. We have more people, but. I can see where it's maybe a little bit more of a hassle because then, you know, somebody's spending too much time in one particular one. And then that band weight that you brought on, you know, is over here thinking he's a featherweight now. And you're like, well, shoot, now I can't really even <laughs> yeah. consider him a band weight anymore. You know? So it does make it a little bit tough because I think they want to put everybody in their, their slot on the Excel sheet. This is this guy. When it was last, my game of fight and not have to think like, Oh shoot, do I, should I try to get him a 45? Should I try to do this or whatever? Um, but I don't know. But I'm I'm glad Aspen's fighting. I hope Yeah. This, yeah. I hope this is uh Can't you know, miss a forty five. You you really can't. And I mean I mean she's fun, she's tough, she's she's gritty. Um I just hope that this uh you know, keeps her fighting, you know, and I mean I hope it, this isn't one of those things where, you know, she starts doing well and she's like, Oh man, I really wish I would've made this decision years ago when I was still fighting in the UFC, you know, and fighting whatever. Um but
0: that would be crazy, right? She just like wreck shop at forty-five, and you're Dude, like, why didn't
1: you try it? That would be that would be that would be a, would be a lot of fun. Comes
0: out and smashes everybody, smashes Cyborg, and then you're like, why didn't you do this? That'd other- be a
1: tough one too. Even though I mean, Cyborg's not the same anymore, but that would be an interesting fight. Because uh, shoot, God, I'm having a brain fart. Uh, the girl that they brought in to fight Cyborg, who was much tougher and, and almost, fuck it, I to pull up this thing. But yeah, I mean, that would be crazy if if she came in and gave Cyborg a running, but you know we've seen we've
0: seen worse. I want to see Cyborg and Kayla, man. I'm not going to lie, I want to see that fight. All right, here, I want to ask you this one too. It seems who, like who would you pick right now if you had to pick right now? I'd take Kayla. So would I. Yeah, I'd take Kayla.
1: How crazy is that that uh-huh. you know, 3 years ago it, it would have been a, without a doubt. I'm like, oh, Cyborg, Cyborg all day long, yep. you know, but I mean like what the the work Kayla's been able to do. If anybody still doubts her and thinks that it's because of where she's fighting, or whatever. Nah. You're absolutely crazy. Could she
0: get clipped on the feet? Absolutely, she can sure. get, get clipped on the feet. She is not as good of a striker as Chris Sylar, but,
1: but her chin's pristine. Yep. Nobody's hitting her chin.
0: So true. Instead
1: of, except for like training. So true. Like nobody in their fights are hitting her. So you true. Know?
0: <laughs> so true. I want to see it. All right. Here's here's what I want to ask you about, because it seems like every single week I see the growing hysteria around the fact that Conor McGregor has not been tested by USADA this entire year and people are just up in arms about it and wondering what the hell is going on. And and I see a lot of it. Now, obviously... Um I don't really pay too much attention to it, but people are like, oh, the media is not asking. Well, first of all, can we just despair? Like, get that. Up. The media has asked. Unfortunately, there's n- the only person that can answer anything about it is Conor McGregor, um, and he's not talking about it. But uh, the UFC won't talk about it. USADA won't talk about it. They don't talk about who's in the testing pool. They don't talk about who's not in the testing pool. They don't talk about why somebody's been tested, why somebody hasn't been tested, all those things. But people are up and honest about this. And I kind of understand why, but I kind of don't, because the man's not fighting right now. And I'm just going to say, my, this is my personal, I, hold, my personal belief is that right now, Conor McGregor is not eligible for testing. Whether that be because he filed a retirement, whether that be, I don't know of any. He hasn't finished his testosterone cycle yet. Yeah, I don't. Well, listen, I don't. <laughs> I don't know of any. I don't know that you can just get like a temporary exemption for not being tested. I mean, look, what I'm trying to say is. I don't believe it's an accident or an oversight. Like, I don't believe that anybody is sitting around the USADA offices going like, oh, have we not tested Conor? Weren't you supposed to test Connor?" Who... Who do we have in charge of testing Connor? Where's it?
1: Oh, maybe there's a there's a uh, uh, what do you call it? If you're on holiday, you get an exception. He's like, bro, I'm I'm nonstop on holiday <laughs> My, traveling. You can't. You'd have to find me in Abu Dhabi, but I might not be in Abu Dhabi, I'm, bro. I'm
0: gonna I'm gonna <laughs> preface this by saying that uh, this is all uh, opinion because again, nobody will talk about this, but it is. There's no way in hell it's an accident that he hasn't tested. But here's what people need to be looking for: is that when he does finally book a fight again, um, whenever that may be, does he or does he not have a six-month history of testing? Because that is the requirement yep. of people that that retire and then get back into the system, right? So that's the whole Mark Hunt situation, right? Uh, well, not really the Mark Hunt situation, I guess. I should, I should call it the Brock Lesnar situation, but that was the thing that he was involved in, is that... You know, newcomers get a waiver of that because if, if if you had to have six months of testing in the USADA program, there would never be late notice newcomers to the UFC, right? That would be impossible. And obviously, like during the pandemic era, that would have been insanely ridiculous. Um, but even now, late notice new- newcomers are needed. So it's understandable that there is a waiver for newcomers. But... The whole situation is if you leave the testing pool, you have to come back in it for six months. So I guess what I'm trying to tell people is I don't believe there's a reason to be up in arms. I do believe there are some administrative things happening behind the scenes that we unfortunately have not been shared the details of because the policy says that nobody will talk about it. Um, But the key thing to witness moving forward is once he fights – Does he end up with six months of testing or not? And look, I think it's an interesting discussion too to say, you know, a guy that's experiencing the type of injury that he had and needs to come back. I mean, this is a whole different lengthy ass argument, but like, is it okay if they get out of the testing pool and just take whatever they need to rebuild their body for a little while? Maybe they need a little something that's not exactly USADA approved to help them get back to normal.
1: You know, I was I always said, I look, mean, don't they do that? You just they you file the medical exemptions, right?
0: Yeah, but I don't think you can get an, uh, like if it's a true like just anabolic steroid or something like that. Like you can't get a medical yeah, I mean, exemption. there's got to be a like real that. reason for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you're right. You could. Yeah, you can absolutely get some yeah. exemptions if, if certain things are right. But like I always, just just my say,
1: ankle, I twisted my ankle. I
0: I went on straight uh, <laughs> straight testosterone. <laughs> yeah, just fine, bro. Like a <laughs> Had a had a minor sprain, so I just figured HGH was the way to go. You know what I mean? Um, like, I always said, like, when Anderson Silva came back, you know, when he broke his leg, like, if Anderson Silva, when he came back, had oh, just been like – if, if he'd have literally just been like, guys – I'm sorry. I'm 40 years old. I broke my leg. Snapped I was my leg in half. Yeah, I took some shit I shouldn't have been taking. And I'm sorry. I've never done it before. I'll never do it again. It's I not just,
1: normal. It's, <laughs> it's not normal. <laughs> People would have been cool with it because they're like, bro, yeah, we saw you break your leg in half. all well, all right.
0: We get that it. Was, that was like, so fucking gross. Shame on you. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. So anyway, I, I guess what I'm saying is, look, you're, we're probably not going to find out all of what's happening here. But what I would say is understand the the policies that are in place. What you need to be looking for when he comes back is do you see six months worth of, of testing history? And if so, then it really doesn't matter that he's not tested this entire time. Whether or not it's okay or not, it really doesn't matter.
1: But then that being them having to say, yes, he tested, but for some reason you didn't release that information onto the site with everybody else? no. No, or are you what, saying, no. like, he fight and then six months after that?
0: No, I'm, yeah, I'm saying, like, you're going to have to, like... Let's
1: he say, has to have six months prior it, to his fight time.
0: Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So if right now they're like, hey, guys, this is amazing. Conor, Conor McGregor is coming back in December, we got a problem. Yeah. because What I'm saying is, if you see his first test show up, because they're not going to hold it. They're not going to hold his test back. No, no, no. Right. But what I'm saying is, yes, before he fights, we need to see six months. So, right. yeah, if they announce a fight and it's three months from now and there's no testing history... Now we got a pro- Now, na- yeah. Now we call shenanigans, and now we get up in arms with USADA, yeah. and now we get up in arms with U.S.C. and find out what the hell's going on. But as long as there was six months of testing, between you know, prior to his next fight, then really no policies. I don't. I don't. To me, I don't think there's any reason for concern. Yeah,
1: I agree. Because then at that point, it could have been like he was maybe on the fence of retirement, just didn't actually. And then they're like, USADA, It's fine, whatever. As long as he does." Because you're right. If there's a threshold that needs to be met. To make sure that no is – and that somebody's—I mean—he's already getting a lot of favoritism—but if there's one thing that I would think to, to say that the, the the playing field's equal for everybody, mm-hmm. it's that six months beforehand it. you got to be on there. You got to you got to go. And he can be retired. And don't hide it. Don't fight, and then all of a sudden we see six months. All of a sudden no, show up. No, no, like, no. We
0: need to see a test show up. Yeah. And then it, I would say if they announce a fight and there's no test that showed up yet, and that fight is in less than six months. Now if they announce a fight, and it's a year away. Not a problem. But if yeah. they announce a fight with no testing history, we got a problem. Because that's the whole thing. Is yeah. Right now, and again, I, I can't say factually that this is what happened, but if he's filed his paperwork that he's retired, he could take whatever the hell he wants. Right. You know what I mean? And so if, if he – there's nothing you can do about it. That's within the guidelines. And now, now, if you want to say that, well, I don't like that guideline, I think that needs to be changed. That's a whole different argument. But yeah. as things stand right now, exactly what you said. We, it, it can't show up in the system later. It can't be like all of a sudden we see a post dated test like, or oh, anything I like that. that. Yeah. No, oh. we check it every week. <laughs> we got, t- it must have been a caching issue on your end. <laughs> yeah, you right? didn't clear <laughs> did your <laughs> browser you do, cache. Did you not clear your browser cache? That's definitely on you. We've had this here the whole time. Uh. <laughs> That's funny. Oh really uh, man. So anyway, yeah, I, I wanted to address that and and, and and give my opinion on what people need to be tracking and what you need to be looking for. Yeah. Uh hey, last thing real quick. I, I do head. have a question uh that yeah,
1: go ahead, go ahead. Uh, I want to throw out that uh our boy uh Mark Fellows reached Ooh. out. We want to give a shout out to Mark Fellows because he's uh uh he's completed two of his rounds of chemo. He's got four more to go as the next one starting later on in uh August. Oh, man. So uh That's good. Definitely give him a shout out. But That being said, uh, he he sent a message. He's like, have you recorded yet? If not, he's got a question on on Patreon, and I think I posted you because I have no clue. He says he wants to know what's really going on at one in terms of their finances. I find the whole thing bizarre and difficult to comprehend. I'm not quite sure. I don't keep... Up with, like, newsy stuff on stuff like that. That's more your avenue, but I'll toss it to you.
0: One championship has been phenomenal at raising money. They have not been phenomenal at turning a profit with that money. Um, They have posted some significant losses. Now, there's some very, um, you know, if you really dig into it, there's some questions about, you know, where are holdings done and where is money placed and, and all those things. Um, but the bottom line is, one is not a profitable entity at this time, um, and that's why they're hoping that things like this, uh, Amazon Prime Video, w- do, will do that. You know, th- they definitely plan on doing an event in the United States in 2023, um, and they are hoping that this will be what kind of guides them to profitability. Yeah. Um, and and look, they got a long way to go. I I, I really do believe. And, and again, I mean, they put on a good product. I think One Championship is in a better position right now than they've ever been. I I, I think the way that they finally come upon this concept of, you know, we're going to do Muay Thai, we're going to do kickboxing, Mix, we're going to yeah. do submission grappling. It's pretty cool. I think it's really cool because – and the other thing it really, really does is they're no longer stuck, you know, trying to find, you know, these martial artists that, you know, it's, it's tough. There's only so many top-tier MMA fighters to go around. like If you're going to brand yourself as a premier organization – There's not that many premier athletes. Now, obviously, you know you get a Demetrius Johnson. Well, hell yeah, Demetrius Johnson is still top level. You know what I mean? But you can't get – there's only so many of those you can bring over, right? But now you can get the absolute best Muay Thai fighters in the world, the absolute best kickboxers in the world, the absolute best submission grapplers in the world, and you can feature them. So now I don't need to have quite as many mixed martial artists, but I've got these martial artists from different disciplines. They're real – amazing at what they do so i think their 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 format structure is great the other thing i really like about one right now is again the prime video thing because dude it's just bottom line is for years their cards have been at like 4 a.m on a friday right ain't nobody watching that And, and and as we've all seen it even if you're like well you could always watch the watch it back or what nobody does that it's a lot, that's I why never,
1: I, l- I can never find myself watching it i can't either i can't <laughs> i can't do it either even
0: like even when i watch on the rare occasions that like i miss a ufc event or something like that i yeah. mean i'll watch it back but i'm like skipping through everything yeah. you know what i mean like cause you're not going to watch the show you're you're not going to watch the big entrance you're not going to get the setup you're not going to get the feel you're literally just going to watch ding, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and what happened? So I think they're in a good position. But bottom line is, for years they have been great at raising money um, and, and they have partnered themselves and aligned themselves with some, you know, top brands all over. And Shatri Shichidong has been great at that. Um, but they have not been good at at, at making money. And um, that's where they're, you know, I think, hoping this big push into the United States with live events and getting on. And I mean, imagine, so right now this Prime Video deal is only North America, right? It's only U.S. and Canada, but it sounds like everybody's happy with the deal. And what if they end up taking that thing global? Or what if you know what and if and the product solid? I mean, product, like I haven't had any issues when none. I watch it
1: on the streaming. I mean, it was solid. So, I mean, that's usually where there's like hiccup where somebody tries to go on their own and they try to start up a new streaming thing, and there's always something wrong with the platform. I didn't experience any issues when I watched it, so that's good on them.
0: There's um, and, and, and you know, and again, it may not be Prime Video. What if it's what if it's Apple comes in and Apple wants to distribute them all over? the world? And that is the thing about. Global streaming right now is you have to remember, man, you know, there's 200 different markets. You can sign 200 different TV deals. And then, boy, there's this other thing. I wish I had the name of the company in front of me right now. We were talking about this the other day. This technology, the, the UFC is partnering with technolo- this this firm, and I wish I had the name of it. They sent out a press release, and obviously, like not many people saw it. They had been talking about it forever. The Fertita brothers had talked about it years and years, but I guess now it's finally reality where they have this company that can help them change the advertising that's on the canvas market to market to market to market and it's just like digitally edited in real time so that they can sell you think about it that same spot on the canvas that actual real estate they can sell it in like 200 different markets to 200 different people i mean that's it's crazy, man. That's pretty I, cool. Think about the, the, the amount of, I mean, people might be like, "Ah, oh, well, that's great. Pay the fighters more. I mean, I get it, but <laughs> I, it's, I'm, I'm just saying from a from a running a business perspective and finding more ways to bring in income, just think about that. Now you got somebody that can help you sell that same part on the canvas. 4D site? Th- that might be it. Is that what it is? I think so.
1: Well, I just pulled up and it said, uh, taking live sports advertising leveraging 4D site technology to showcase different types of ad during live stream matches. It might be.
0: Pretty crazy, huh? Yeah, but that's, that's Pretty cool. It's insane. So that's what they are. Well, I hope
1: that answered your question, Mark. But and,
0: and more importantly, Mark, I'm glad to you know that, that things are going well, man. Yeah. We, we hate to hear the battles that you're going through, man. So it's awesome to hear that uh, things are positive, at least for the time being, man. That's awesome.
1: Yes, he he was having some. uh, he saved a a frosty beverage for this show, so that's good. Getting back to normal. Getting
0: back to normal if you can have a frosty (laughs) beverage. That's what I like to hear. So,
1: even though we're not having any frosty beverages. No,
0: I got to take my kid to jujitsu. He's got a man. He's got a uh, a, a tournament on Sunday that I'm going to miss because I'm going to be flying back. Um, But honestly, man. Uh, I'm kind of glad I'm missing it, if I'm being honest with you, man. I love being with him at practice every day. God, I I, I think I'm more tense for his competitions. It's just a damn match. Yeah. I think because I, you want him to win every match, and that's hard, you know what I mean? He's he's not BJ Penn out here, like the yeah. prodigies. You know,
1: he's working hard. But I imagine it's like that for every sport oh, with your sure. kid, whether oh, dude, it be it's... baseball, basketball,
0: or whatever. But ju- but again, basketball, soccer, baseball, Ah, oh, we lost the game, but my kid played good, yeah. you know what I mean? Jiu-jitsu, like – um, oh, my kid just got choked out. You know what I yeah. mean? Or and it's and it's dude and it's the hot bro. I'm telling you right now, if anybody has never been to a youth grappling tournament, whether it be wrestling, whether it be jujitsu, whether it be, it is the most intense shit because first of all, you got the parents who I try to just sit there and keep my mouth shut. Right. Like I, I try to just, do they ever say, Hey, are you, are you? Oh yeah, guy? yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> especially, <it's, laughs> especially in the, yeah. I mean, so they're like, oh. <sighs> I, so I try to just sit there with my mouth shut because I'm not trying to raise a world you're champion. Gonna put a bullseye, you're going to put a bullseye on his back. Exactly. So I just sit there and shut up and stay quiet. But the parents, man, like, Dude, my wife my, dude, my wife almost gotten a little some scraps a couple times, man. Yay. Oh, bro, she's a fiery Mexican, bro. She does she doesn't stay quiet like I do. <laughs> um but the other thing is, dude, is is kids, man. Like the win and the loss. Like, yeah. uh, bro, there are more tears at a youth grappling tournament than uh, it's heartbreaking. It's heartbreaking. And you're trying to tell them like Dude, don't worry about it, man. Like, you went out there and busted your ass. Like, you're out here competing, which 99% of the world will never know what it feels like to step on a mat, you know. But it's it's the highest of highs and the lowest of the lows, man. It's uh, it's tough. So, I'm going to be honest, I'm sad that I'm missing it, but I'm kind of also really glad that I'm missing it because it's, uh, yeah. I can't do it. I can't take it. <laughs> I can't take it. Oh, so the reason I'm missing it, CFSC 113, I was going to wrap up. Make sure uh, Saturday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. On UFC Fight Pass, uh, Greg Velasco and Kevin Sears in the main event. The vacant bantamweight or vacant the vacant heavyweight title, I should say, is on the line. Uh, Jamel Jones was our champ, and he signed with PFL, uh, so now that belt is on the line. Uh, Santo Coratola was back, of course. He had a, a a very disappointing loss last time out. You know, he's vying for the for the uh, interim flyweight title. Um, and, and uh, suffered a shocking loss there. So he's back trying to rebuild on that. And, uh, you know, it's always fun. And my man CM Punk can't uh, do it. But guess who I'm getting to call fights with? Who? Joe Pfeiffer. No. Yeah, man, the man of the hour. who who, wow. who It'd be nice to be Joe Pfeiffer. Picked up a win at CFFC, then went on to the contender series, won there, and has since won in the UFC. Now he's coming back to CFFC and uh i may not get to be Joe Piper but i get to be beside him get to be
1: with Joe get Piper get to be
0: with Joe Piper on uh, on Saturday That's night cool. so Good tune for in for that on USC fight pass uh I there's think no I'll other go. MMA I think I'll so got to
1: kind of go find he seems to have a really fun personality.
0: I think so too. Uh, yeah, I think I think he'll do a good job. I think he'll do a good job. I know he's excited to do it. He's got a fun personality, like you said, and uh, you know the way. If, if you watch the CFSC broadcast, I mean, we beep, we're I think we try to keep loose. it. Yeah, we try to keep it professional, but we also try to keep it yeah. loose and have fun. Yeah. You know what I mean, like we're not trying to be buttoned up. I mean, yeah, you, I mean, you have a suit. This top. This is a professional. People don't
1: know, but John's got a suit top, but he's got shorts on. It's just underneath it. khaki <laughs> shorts, <laughs> Kaki, bro. I was, khaki shorts. I do. And a, I and a do wear. Shirt.
0: I, I do wear tennis shoes uh, rather than oh, dress shoes. Oh, red. Yeah, and my, wa- my wife makes fun of me. She's like, that just looks terrible. I'm like, well, nobody sees it, so who
1: cares? A lot of people do that. Yeah, I know. I mean, you're going to be sitting there, and you're going to move around, or you're going to be comfortable. You're going to yeah. be sitting there for hours and hours. What do I need
0: dress shoes on for? Ah, or pants. Or pants. Or pants. You know what? I might like, go for it. <laughs> Why go for it. I love the grappling events when I do get to wear shorts. So those are the best. Those are the best. All right, listen, uh, if you like what you listen to, even though it was more non-MMA than MMA this week, uh, you know, you, you get that on a weekend <laughs> All like this. the weather here in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure you rate us, review us. Uh, and if you want to step your game up to the next level, patreon.com slash the MMA Roadshow. Uh, we always do appreciate the support over there. And, uh, yeah, no and a half this weekend because there's no UFC, but we'll bring it back next week, of course. And... Uh, yeah. In the meantime, enjoy your rare weekend off from major yes. MMA. Except for, make sure you tune into CFFC, and uh, of course, more importantly, just thanks for listening. Oh, <laughs>